Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community. And today, because it's the 50th episode, we are welcoming back to the show the mother of Liverpool Comedy Improv herself, Emma Bird. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means that you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out all things past, present, and future to do with LCI and Emma Bird. Hello, it is episode 50 of the show, and to celebrate, we have brought back the mother of LCI, Emma Bird, to the show. Welcome, Emma. Yeah. Hi. Congratulations, Ian, on episode 50. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's a, a big achievement, really, to get to 50 episodes. We've been going uh, nearly a year now, and the show just seems to be going from strength to strength. So I'm just really happy that people like listening to the show. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I, mean, I, I, I um, it was literally, it was literally a year, twelve months ago over the Christmas sort of Christmas New Year period where I was just like, ah, oh, I really want to give regular folks a voice, like because you know we all went online last year, obviously, uh, or well, the year before, um, and um, all of a sudden we became aware of um, international and national figures within the within the improv world. Yeah. And um, their voices become very loud on the online bubble that we all exist in, improv bubble. But I just thought, yeah, but the thing is, there's awesome people like right here who just love improv and are all incredibly unique and have fantastic life stories and life experiences. So that's why, that's when I thought a year ago, I just thought, oh, I want it. What it is, is that people tell me stuff because <laughs> I am the kind of person of, uh, in LCI. So they they tell me like what they do or what the experiences are of life and work and whatnot. And I thought, oh, but I want everyone to know who we all are kind of thing in, yeah. in this community because everyone's just brilliant. So that that's where it stemmed from was like, just to try slightly to readdress the balance of like your regular folk uh, rather than the improv famous folk. Who, whose voices are really valid and um and i'm absolutely thrilled that you just ran with it and um <laughs> created this incredible uh podcast yeah so thank you very much oh you're very welcome uh, i said on a previous episode when i was talking about the show about the fact that i think it it, it was something that i'd been toying with the idea of for uh, quite a few years of wanting a podcast or something like that, some way of you know, like connecting with people, but I didn't really know how, but then that message from you just sort of lit that fire. And then all of a sudden I was like, yeah, well, I'll just find out how and let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Make it happen. Learn on the fly. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, it, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's great. I, I mean, you, just before we hit record here, you were talking about some of the stats from the podcast in terms of downloads and listens yeah. and all of that. I mean, it, it, it's, it's niche. It's, 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 it's a niche little thing, but it's like getting serious results, right? Yeah. Like, 
mind-blowing results really and yeah. especially over Christmas because there's clearly been people catching up on episodes because we're getting like great figures every day and I'm like well, I'm not even putting out new content at the moment what's going on <laughs> yeah I I think I, I to be honest I can I can understand why in a way because everything stops and slow down slows down at Christmas yeah. um and I think if um, there's also something incredibly intimate about listening to a podcast, I think. So for, for me personally, because I live in, I was born in the analog world where I would listen to radio, you know, <laughs> um, you know, having the radio, I used to fall asleep with listening to the radio, Radio 4, but it was very comforting. And I know my grandma, she used to, she used to listen to the world service through the night when she couldn't sleep. It's a very intimate experience. And I actually feel like the podcast is also feels the same. Like I know when I sit down and I snuggle up and I listen to one of the podcast episodes, it just feels really homely. And I think, yeah. you know, Christmas slows down. Everyone's got a bit more time and a bit of reflective time. And um, why not snuggle up with the podcast, with the LCI podcast, no less? Yeah, and just get that insight into people that you might know a little bit, or you might know yeah. quite well, but you don't really know them as well as you think because they'd be telling you stories that you just won't expect, or that of experiences, or just their points of view on certain things. And I think it's it's a great opportunity for people to have that that voice. Yeah, absolutely, it really is. Yeah, because I think like when people come together to do improv, they you you're there for a very focused purpose, and it's a it's a two hour time slot, and maybe a bit after that, you know, because people stop to stick around for a drink, but it's a two hours um, coming together with a very specific focused purpose, which is to play and do improv and laugh and all of that. So the opportunities to actually get to know people beyond just doing improv. Yeah. Um. It, it it's kind of few and far between, really, unless you stick around for a drink. But I think I think like with COVID times and everything, that less people are sticking about afterwards for that kind of social aspect of yeah. the improv sessions. So I think the podcast um is an amazing sort of opportunity to yeah, like you say, listen, get get to know those people that you've just spent two hours laughing with. And I think for me, on a very selfish level it's a great way for me to stay integrated in the LCI community when sort of my life has become very busy and I'm not able to get to like lots of LCI sessions, but this is a great way for me to stay very involved in, in the community and uh, keep on top of what's going on and who's who. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I think that, that I, I think about things like that as well. Um, for example, like the, there's a whole swathe of new beginners that have just started and, in in the next week, two weeks, there's going to be two beginners courses running. Wow! So one is a, like a big, beginners level two, and the other is just entry level beginners. And um, you know, so people are joining improv, starting improv, joining LCI sort of community. Um, but there's other people of the LCI community, whether that's online or you know previous historic yeah. um, members. Who, who don't know each other um and I, actually I remember that's something that you said about the gig that we had was that you got to speak to and notice that there was loads of faces there 
mainly beginners faces that you that you met for the first time but for for me it's like i i i have the bird's eye view yeah. haha pon 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 um, but i have like the bird's eye view on i knew i know all the different sections of the community so um i really like it when all the different areas of the community actually meet and do get get to see each other and get to know each other whether that's online or in person or via the podcast and uh, yeah a good example of of a conversation I had was when I had Anna McKenzie on, I I was talking to Mark Turpin because I interviewed him some some time around then as well. And I mentioned that I was going to be or had just recently interviewed Anna and he didn't know who Anna was. And it baffled me because all through lockdown that I was seeing Mark regularly online and I was seeing Anna regularly online. And I just thought how crazy that they never were in sessions together when I just yeah. assumed that they must have. Um, yeah. so yeah. yeah, people can be involved in that same community for a long period of time and just their paths don't cross. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, and that is great, but it's, it's also, uh, I get, a, I get a, a real kick when people from different sections meet each other. I, yeah. Cause yeah, it's just a really nice feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think when we did the, the shindig not that long ago now, it was a great way to sort of see different stages of LCI. So, because yeah. those different groups are formed from sort of different eras of LCI. Yeah, that 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 was such a great gig. And um, uh, going forward, uh, the, the Boss Birds are going to continue to host that kind of monthly gig, where it's going to be called Boss Birds and Friends. And um, hopefully, the Oikers will come into to the next one. Awesome. Um, um but yeah like that that's i think that's why those sort of gigs are important because yeah if you get if you perform and you want to perform that's great that's what that's what the gig's there for um but if you just want to come and watch and learn through watching or learn through talking and meeting other people who have been around a bit longer or who have just started then this is just it's just a melting pot really of all of the different sections of the LCI community but yeah I got a real thrill off of that gig because um yeah for, for, for me like to have Broken Chair who was like the first improv team that formed out of LCI um together with the Oikers which is the latest um team to form out of LCI um and then the Boss Birds which is my, my team um and a jam so some of the very new beginners yeah. got up and had a play alongside people who don't come to LCI anymore but they came to watch the gig so I've got like old timers with very very new people in a jam together at the end of the at the end of the night there and it was just like this is just giving me such a buzz um yeah it's I felt really proud of everyone like I'm proud of what what LCI is and what what it's become really um this is this is my seventh year of um LCI so and it's always precarious and never never know how long LCI is going to continue for because especially under covid times yeah. it it's hard but um you know when i get gigs together like that and i see people old and new get together i'm like ah oh, this is why improv is just so cool and i'm really proud of LCI and you mentioned there the seventh year. I did want to talk to you about that today because I knew it was the seventh year this year. And I just want to talk about that journey. So from 
the very beginnings like how does it feel to be at the point you're at today and to have sort of survived the covid era and adapted the way that you've adapted and and, and still be here going strong um it's interesting i i feel like i think lci's gone through different different stages so if i if i reflect on 20 you know it's 2015 and it was like around the March time, 2015. And when I think about what LCI was like then compared to what it is now, it feels like quite a different beast, really. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's evolved and it's, it, it has changes and it morphs and stuff like that. And um, I think as a little, as a small business owner like me, I've, sometimes I forget I've just got to ride those waves. I've got to ride the changes, um, yeah. which is really hard to do when you're in the middle of it and you're in I'm in the middle of the business and trying to kind of keep it going and 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 offer things that people want and um yeah keep developing keep learning um and so sometimes I forget that those waves of change that happens when you're a, when you're a small sort of sole trader um but at the beginning it was literally a case of I got loads of leaflets printed and put them in through pubs in town I spoke with friends of friends I got it up on meetup and Facebook and that was it and we were in a you know a small room um at the bottom of the magnet pub which doesn't exist anymore um and um it was you know 15 people that were that probably stayed with stayed with LCI maybe for the first year two years um it we then moved into the pilgrim and it just grew quite quite big and it was always just here's a drop-in let's be consistent every Monday night this is what's happening to anyone who wants to try improv it's it's it happens on a Monday night so being consistent and being quite sort of small but then slowly word of mouth it, it grew really but when I think about that compared to like what it is now where I've had, you know, guest teachers, um, permanent or semi-permanent other teachers, different courses, online uh, provision, um, it, it's really, um, it's, it's quite a different beast. Yeah. And does, does the passion sort of still burn as strongly as it did at the start? I asked this because I used to be a guitar teacher. I was a guitar teacher for about nine years. And I also teach in a Catholic school. So a part of my job is that I'm always sort of uh, you know, stuck at the front of the school playing guitar when we're doing all the hymns for mass and all that kind of stuff. And the joy of guitar sort of got taken away from me because it, it became my job. And I still love to perform and I'll take an opportunity to get my guitar out and, and play to people but I won't just sit around my house and jam the way I used to when I was younger because the, the passion got taken away. I still love performing, but I don't like just sit and playing because it was like a busman's holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's a shame. You should take up guitar around the house again, just find the love again. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it For me, again, it just goes in waves of like, sometimes I'm just like, I'm tired or sometimes I have a shit day or, you know, whatever it is. And yeah, I still, I still go and teach and I, and the nature of the way I teach and the nature of the art form itself is massively positive. It takes a huge amount of energy, 
but no matter what sort of um sort of day that I've had I have to I have to switch it on I have to turn I have to switch that flick that switch and um be the most positive energized teacher I can possibly be um and so yeah I think sometimes I lose my way a little bit and then uh, sometimes I life gets in the way like 20 21 was hard for me the second half of the year because I um injured my back and couldn't couldn't walk for about five weeks so it you know I was debilitated for a for, you know for two to three months in 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 in, in its entirety mm. um and so you know life gets in the way sometimes and I lose my way sometimes and lose my joy and lose my spark and um I just have to have a bit of time out I, I, I'm super super blessed and lucky that at the time that my back went um, I had two amazing people who were up for teaching, and that's Kat and Jen Hardy. So, uh, you know, they basically carried um, the burden of the teaching for for a yeah. good sort of two months there or three months there. And when I started to feel well again, I was I started popping back in, uh, but I still wasn't teaching. I was just like I would pop back in with my puppy to watch <laughs> the sessions. <laughs> um. Yeah, having a puppy, that's a huge life change. So, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of have to, if I feel like I've lost my way in in the joy and in the love of improv, then I try, I, I inevitably take a step back and, um, you know, thank the universe for, for putting people in my way that, that can help me at those points. But it's interesting because when I started feeling well again and I started, teaching I said to Kat I feel like teaching <laughs> dropping, <laughs> like dropping. I feel like teaching again and she said oh yeah go for it go for it and um I taught a few uh quite a few lesson sessions in sort of November yeah I think it was around November time and ah uh, oh, absolutely loved it I mean just just coming back to it with yeah. uh, I, 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 to be honest I don't think the the passion for improv is ever going to die sometimes it wanes but it's never it never extinguishes with me I I, I there's something that I just buzz off of it completely yeah. whether that's teaching it or uh, performing it so the gig for again going back to the gig it's like to have the opportunity to play um was anarchic it felt anarchic to me you know it was just um just joyful I had a the boss birds team we were we just had stupid amounts of fun that night and it was a great atmosphere in 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 the house so I just loved finding that spark again yeah so yeah I guess that's the same with anyone who either runs a business or does something for a living you at some point you might lose your way with it a little bit and then hopefully you you, you find your way back into it again so I mean certainly I think feel like that's what my second half of 2021 was like for me was like oh um yeah I'm I'm, I'm it's hard when you can't walk <laughs> when you're debilitated it's really yeah. changing your life quite a lot um yeah but I'm really glad to have found my way back in and I'm so excited about 2022 um starting again and we've got quite a good 
I've got quite a good sort of um, plan ahead. You know, uh, Jen Hardy is amazing and she's um, really teaching uh, a lot with LCI now. So she is taking the beginners, both both the level two beginners and entry level beginners. And I'm going to take drop-ins and I'm going to do some long form courses. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it, it, we're sort of spreading the load. Uh, Jen is just amazing. So it's great to have her on board. Um, and yeah. Hopefully you'll find the spark again. <laughs> and when it comes to the teaching side of things, so obviously I, I teach children and, you know, when you teach children, you are the adult, you are the teacher and it's sort of, it's quite acceptable that, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, this is how you do this. And then they're going to try and do that. Um, but then, you know, I've got friends that teach um, sort of in key stage three plus, so sort of 16 plus and, conversations I have with them it's a very different different animal because these are young adults now and it's it's a lot harder sometimes to to teach an adult something without them being offended like I can say to a child quite confidently now that's not how you should be doing that like I'll show you but if you say that to an adult they can be quite offended and people are coming to you yes to experience improv but to learn the art of improv and you know is it is it difficult to find that balance of yes you're here for fun but I, I do actually want to help give you pointers to to improve your your skills um yeah god that's such a good question yeah i mean teaching is a is a skill set that's quite separate from improv or being an improviser or being a whatever job you've got a teacher is is a is a skill set in and of itself so, like, not every amazing improviser is going to be an amazing teacher, just like not every amazing physicist is going to be an amazing yeah. lecturer, you know. So, um, so I enjoy teaching, and my, my uh, judgment calls are very in the moment every single session. So if I get a vibe that somebody, an adult, doesn't want to be told um, <laughs> what to do, um, then I'll just, I'll, I'll find a different way of doing it. I mean, I rarely tell people what to do. I, I will, I will generally speak in, I will say, um, try and avoid such and such or, you know, um, okay, what we'll get, what, you know, what we're aiming for here is an unconditional yes, you know, so I might side coach, I guess that's, I guess that's the short answer with adults. I would side coach them. So in yeah. the middle of a scene, I might just say, say yes you know, in a kind of <laughs> joyful way. Um, uh, or or I'll make a general note at the end of a game, if there's been some, like, rookie errors or whatever, I'll make a general note uh, about that. So I'm never um, pointing at picking on one person. I'm, I'm never pointing out one person's mistake. Yeah. I'm making a general note about the principles of improv. Um so that, I guess that's the way I, um, it differs from teaching children. Is it's there's, a, yeah, there's a slightly more, um, there's a there's a slightly more subtle calibration that you ha that I have to make in in the session. Yeah. About uh, how can I how can I t how can I get it get across what I want to say without offending a, gr a grown ass man or woman. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah you're right about the skill of teaching because even when you're teaching children you know every child is an individual and they all respond differently to different things uh, so over the years when I've done so I used to do pantomimes with a youth group 
we'd spend about six months of the year with this youth group and it the whole point was to build to this pantomime and um originally i got brought in as a musical director and very quickly i became sort of director choreographer i'd write all the songs and just sort of put the whole shows together to the point where i even wrote one of the scripts entirely and you can't treat every individual the same some will respond to oh i'm going to stop you right there and do this blah 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 because that's my vision as the director but then others be like oh actually i'm going to make a note of that and i'm going to tell that person later or have that conversation separate because some don't like to be told in front of others and some sort of embrace it so the skill of teaching and that's the same in a classroom it's it's the sort of the banter that you can perhaps have with one child you wouldn't have with another child uh, because you know that child isn't quite ready for that banter and they might not be able to take it so it, it's all just a constant and that's I think that's one of the tiring things of teaching just in general it's managing all of the different characters and sort of making sure that you are the right version of yourself for each individual that you're dealing with yeah 100% agree um yeah you're absolutely right and so I, I I will tailor my approach to different people differently, like depending on how well I know them or how, yeah, how I know they'll respond and also what they need. So there's, there was this, um, if, if it's somebody that I'm, uh, that I know that has been coming for a while and that I know that they can handle brutal honesty, then I'll just be brutally honest there and then, um, uh, or, or sometimes people just need direct, no fiffy faffy, wishy washy instruction. They need a direct, one line instruction. Um, a classic example of that is um, a God love Eddie. Um, Eddie is the longest serving member of LCI, and you know, uh, not everyone might know Eddie, but he's he's a uh, I don't know in his late sixties, I think. But um, Eddie's go to is to ask loads of questions in scene. <laughs> So I know Eddie quite well, and he's been, as I say, he's been he's been here from almost from the get go, really. And um, so I, there was a time at the, when we were teaching in the Pilgrim, and it literally Eddie would get up for a game, and I'd just say, "No questions, Eddie," like that, or halfway, or as soon as he opened his mouth, or halfway through a scene, or wherever it was, I would say, "No questions, Eddie." No questions, Eddie. <laughs> no questions <laughs> like that, and it's very direct, simple instruction. But because I know him and I can be direct with him, um, that's what he needed, you know. Yeah. Whereas if it's somebody else who's asking questions um, and maybe they're newer to improv or maybe they, I don't know them that well, I'd calibrate that and I'd say, and I'd give a general note afterwards. Like I might say, oh, you know, it's better, let's, you know, it's better to avoid questions, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll say why. I'll say, I'll give a reason why I'm saying what I'm saying. Um yeah, or yeah, I'll reframe. I'll reframe them. So I'll just say, um, make that statement, or you know this, you know the answer, you know that kind of side. <laughs> note. You know the answer. Um, so yeah, delivery is everything. The note is the same. Don't ask questions. That's the note. But yeah. how you deliver it and who you deliver it to is absolutely calibrated in that moment, and that's a skill set of teaching that is, you know. Is I don't know. I, I I love teaching, and I love I love good teachers as well, and I love learning off good teachers. Um, but yeah, that 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 it, that's part of the joy for me is like <laughs> working out what to say and how to say it and to whom. 
And I loved in a recent online LCI session where I came along and you said that we were going to play scene goalie. Mm. And you sort of said that, oh, I, I know Ian wants, wants to be the goalie. And I was like, I hadn't said anything. I hadn't done anything. I hadn't typed anything. How did she know? And I was yeah. like, you, you clearly just read it in my face that oh, yeah, Ian really wants to play this game. Yeah, and I I remember you saying a while ago when we played it a few months back, and you said and you said this is one of your favorite games, and you love being in goal, and and it also plays to your strengths, you know. So if if it was any if it was a game like um, you know, a comment a commentary game, then you would want to commentate, you know, because that's your that's in your wheelhouse. So I mean, I could I I could have said in that session because I know because I know you quite well, so I I can be direct. I can probably be really direct with you as well. Yeah. Well, I could have said, Ian, you are not going to be the goalie <laughs> because I, I would want you to lean into that thing that you don't do very often. Yeah. But because there was a few other newcomers in that class, I actually placed you in your strength because it shows other people how to do how to be the goalie. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? So again, that's another calibration of being a teacher. It's like ask, get someone who who is in their strength doing that role. To, to model to other students, this is how you do this game. Um, so I, in that, and I remember consciously thinking that, I was like, should I get Ian to, should I just mess with Ian a little bit and, and tell him not to do the, be the goalie? <laughs> and I, I did literally contemplate it, but then I thought, no, we need to show this game being done well. So I put you in your, I put you in your, com- I put you in your comfort zone. Yeah, it's very much appreciated. But next time, Ian, I'm going <laughs> to ban you from being goalie. <laughs> but it's a good point you make about sort of stepping out of your comfort zone because there are certain games and I'm like, yeah, these are my games. I love these games and I love this very specific role of the game. And then occasionally I'll step outside of that role and be placed in another position and then it becomes a whole different game because it's a completely different experience um and you mentioned the the commentator based games so um olympics uh, mm. domestic olympics the name always escapes me um i love commentating that game but then not that long ago in an oikas session they put me in the acting out position and it was a completely different animal I was yeah. I was sweating buckets after I put so much sort of physical energy into it instead of just being this voice. Mm-hmm. It was this really physical game and it was a completely different game when you're in a different role. 100% and I think and and that is exactly why improvisers should never solely do their go-to like we should always strive to lean into that thing that we don't do. Because a you'll learn you'll learn a stack load more. B you have a different experience of the game. Um, uh, so yes, and it's just one other way of challenging yourself as an improviser. Like it's it's often people might ask me, "Oh, Emma, I feel like I've plateaued, and um, how I, I need a bit more. I need some new challenges and stuff like that." And that, that would always be one of my one of my suggestions would be do the thing that you don't do. Yeah. Um, and because you will guarantee learn something new about yourself, about the game. Um, you'll have a great different experience. Um, yeah. So I, that's it. I, I would always I always advocate for people to lean into the thing that they're scared of doing. Um, yeah. 
and that's a note to self as well by the way it's not <laughs> I mean there's certain things I do in scenes that are my go-tos and and um I should definitely lean into those things that I shy away from yeah so this is episode 50 of the show uh but you uh I've also got another big 50 coming up this year I hope you don't mind me saying uh, you wouldn't know it to look at you uh, but later this year, you will be turning 50. Yeah. And I just want to take a moment to sort of reflect on on 50 years of, of you and, and your wonderful life. And you were episode 30. If people want to go back and have a listen, if you haven't heard that yet, you can hear some of the great things that Emma's been through to get to this point in her life. But let's just look ahead as well. And, and you know, what does your immediate future or your long-term future hold it's so interesting i i mean i um i feel the most reflective at this point in my life than i've ever felt before i mean i'm generally quite a reflective person anyway that's kind of you know i'm, I'm quite philosophical quite reflective person but now that i'm like basically staring down the barrel of being 50 years on this planet i find myself more reflective than ever and I'm talking to other friends who are, you know, already in their fifties, and um, we, you know, we're what we're, we're all talking about how life has got different phases. I think, and I think yeah. when you're thirty, you probably don't realize that. But I certainly didn't when I was thirty. I didn't mm -hmm. didn't necessarily realize that. Oh, life has just got different phases. Um, so and you can have multiple different lives within within one lifetime. Yeah. And um, I certainly feel that way now. Um, turning fifty, I'm like, mm, yeah. When I think about my nineteen year old self, I'm like, oh, that was a different world. When I think about my mid twenties or my thirties, they were different worlds that I were different lives that I was living. Forties were different again, and and um, so yeah, it's um. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, I don't know really. <laughs> it, it is what it is. I, I feel quite. Um, I feel. I feel quite blessed and privileged and honoured that I've and lucky that I've had some formative experiences, like being an actor. Um, quite, quite sort of. Yeah, quite a relatively successful actor at a, such a young age. Um, you know that's such an honour and that's that's um a heck of a thing to have. Experience, but when I look at it now from a fifty-year-old looking back to being nineteen, hmm. that's just like so long ago. That's pre-internet, you know. I'm like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> like I'm like, oh my god, like that's such a long time ago. It really, I really feel disconnected to my younger self quite a lot because um, I was just living a different sort of life. Um. But yeah, and I don't know, going forward, I, I suppose, I mean, the, the main thought that occurs to me about when I look forward is, hmm, there's less time I've got left on this planet than what I've already had. And, and that's a bit of a freaky thought. It doesn't necessarily freak me out because I'm not really, I'm not really scared of dying. But it, I've got 25, if say like if I have 25 years left on this planet. Yeah. That, that I've, I've lived more. I've lived 50 and maybe I've only got 25, 30 to go. And that'll go in a blink of an eye. You know what I mean? That'll yeah. go really quick. Um, so I think that's a bit of a funny feeling. I, I'm not scared by it, but it is a bit of a funny feeling. I think, wow, 
that's finite. <laughs> it do, no, I'm not. I'm not scared by it. It's just it just causes a lot of reflection, I think, within me. And the other thing that freaks me out is people, I, people who are now thirty. I'm old enough to be their mum. That freaks me out. <laughs> and I just think, wow. Like, and a few people recently have had their big three O. You know, their oh, I've got my big three O birthday, thirtieth birthday. I'm like, freaking hell, that's so young. <laughs> Yeah, what freaks me out is when children that I have taught are married and have children or perhaps even divorced and I'm just like, wow, even I'm not married and got children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, but some of the students that I taught when I was teaching in secondary school, they are now late 20s and some might have even turned 30. And I'm like, what? That's amazing. Like, yeah. That's that's a pretty um, yeah. That's it's a it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, and what you refer to as phrases, uh, phases. Sorry, I refer to as chapters. I always talk about life in chapters, and there are there are going to be some key people that are in every chapter, yeah. and there are going to be some characters that might seem like really important characters in your story, but then a couple of chapters down and they don't feature again there are some people that are friends of the moment and there are some people that are friends for life and the friends for life you can generally count on um very few fingers yes and i i find that interesting as well um yeah there's loads of people that were incredibly important to me at different phases of in my life and uh, and i might not be in touch with all of them um all of them anymore but the thing that I sort of take away with me is that I think people are brought into your life at the right time for you to learn something or to, to experience something. Yeah. And um, whatever experiences you have had with those people, that experience hasn't gone away just because you're not in touch with them anymore. Like the influence and impact of some of my friends from way back, it I still carry with me today. Like I still have memories of them. I still have things that I've learned from from knowing the those those people so um I guess that's another sort of reflective thing that I think about is like I, th I think I remember in my 20s I remember I just remember and especially as a teenager I was thinking oh these are my friends for life but now as a 50 year old I'm like I, I it's not the case that you're going to have friends for life and uh, not not all of them you're going to have some but not all but all of them will have will have some impact upon you. And hopefully you would have had some sort of positive impact on others as well. And that's that's the only thing we can hope for, really. Yeah, definitely. It's like I I regularly think of the impact of LCI and you. Like what was it that made me on a whim Google improv comedy near me that night? And then what were the chances of it being the very week where you had a Chester session and then I came along and the last 18 months or nearly two years now I think um since that random decision to just google what's going on near me um and like like my life has changed completely since then but how how awesome that LCI was able to do that for me and it's you know it's done lots of other great things for other people so so it's it's people that change lives and it's it's things that people are doing so not just you the person but you like 
the the community that you created has has changed my life wow that's awesome i love hearing that and i'm really happy i'm, I'm like there's 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 certain people in a, a, that have come through lci's doors that i am just so um just so I, I, my, my cup overfloweth, as they say, you know, like I'm really full with those, the joys that, that people have experienced through um, improv and through coming through um, LCI's doors, really. Um, really incredible life transforming experiences. And, and um, mostly I put that down to improv, but part of me puts it down to me and him. <laughs> me and LCI <laughs> but it's mainly it's mainly improv I think that's magic but um it, it thrills me absolutely thrills me and and you know that's that that's the same for yeah if I again if I reflect on like those really influential phases of my life there are people and experiences that have influenced me to this day um and will continue to do so and and, and they've massively impacted on my life so I think I think that's a good thing to remember. Yeah. And I think improv is in people's life before they even know it. Because when I reflect on my life before I officially got into improv, I've always been into improv. I I used to love when I was with my band on stage and I loved all the banter in between songs. That was improv. I used to love when I was a ring announcer for a wrestling company or when I was a compare for various different shows in theatres and things. And that that on the spot stuff that you're, you're coming up with and, and talking to the audience, it's improv. And when I was doing pantomimes, that was always my favorite type of acting, pantomimes. Why? Because it's full of improv. You're just making it up. And then to finally reach a point where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this actual thing. This thing exists. This thing that I actually really love, it, it's there. It's not just something that's on a TV show and that I dabble with here and there. It's like, oh, it's a thing I can actually just be doing all the time and really lean into. Yeah. And it becomes quite a central feature in many people's lives as well. I think, um, you know, most, most of the people who pursue improv further and further and further because they love it so much. Um, it has a huge impact on their life because it, because it becomes quite a major feature in their life and their friendship circle then is centered around improv. Their choice of entertainment, is improv their choice their choice of how they spend their time is improv and um, so it, it yeah it's um before before you know it, it it not not necessarily takes over your life but just becomes a huge feature of it because it's it's just so darn enjoyable at the end of the day making stuff up is just like the funnest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> and i think from from my point of view obviously i've got a partner that really loves improv as well so we can really follow that passion and get involved because we can both do it. So it we're doing what we love, but we're also spending time together. Whereas I remember years ago, cause I played badminton and there was a guy on my badminton team and we had some quite a few matches come up against teams that were playing in sort of town halls, uh, village halls where there's one court. So sometimes you'd be there all night cause there's a lot of, games that need to get played and sometimes you're there beyond one o'clock and his wife thought he was having an affair because he was going out late and but there, there were other people in the team and both of the members of the couple were badminton players and they understood oh sometimes yeah you do have to go out and play these late matches um 
but then he, yeah. this guy's wife started showing up to check that he was actually playing all these matches and that he wasn't just lying. Um, yeah. But I think if any passion that you've got, if you can, if you're lucky enough to share it with your partner, then I think it is really beneficial. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I know. I'm still, I'm still waiting for the. Uh, I can't wait to, for the day if it if it happens. It might not where I can get me still a hat. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there, was a, there was a post up on Hoopla, um, Hoopla Impro, Impro in London. There was a there was a post up on their page recently. They've just had their first Impro wedding. Oh really? Yeah. So two people met through Impro so through Hoopla classes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting <laughs> for the wedding. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, sorry, I go on. I was just going to say, I think that's pretty much going to bring us to the end. But just before we finish, uh, you've mentioned already some things that are coming up for LCI. Do you want to just go through again where people can access all things LCI coming up in the new year? Yeah. So, I mean, the new year obviously is an awesome time to start something new. So if, you, if you've if you been ever been curious about improv, um, then there's a beginner's course that's starting for like complete entry level. And that starts um, on the 20th of January. Um, and that's a six week beginner course. There's um, a level two beginner's course, which is going to start, uh, uh, or this is, it would have already started when this podcast goes out. Um, so there's those two courses. And then there's, for more experienced players, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do to do a kind of slow prov um, long form course. So basically, maybe focusing on two prov, um, two people in a in you know um, yeah, just a two person scenes with two people, and um, but just taking things nice and slowly. I, I ran this course online um, together with Stuart Moses um, from Improv London podcast. Um, so Stu, he's also my duo partner as well. So me and Stu ran this course online and it's called paying attention and it was super successful and interestingly enough I was looking through the old session plans the other day and I and I looked at it and it was written for online and I'm looking at the plan I'm going oh how do I translate that into real life how do I do that that we did on zoom how do I do that in real life and I'm like well there's a turnaround for you because <laughs> back in the day when the pandemic started You'd look at all the games and your sessions and you'd go, how do I do that on Zoom? And now I'm looking at sessions going, how do I do that in person? <laughs> <laughs> so I, that, that was like a bit of a freaky realisation, how life is and has been for everyone for the last two years. I'm now having to retranslate things back into, into real life. So I think I'm going to do a paying attention course for, for people who want to take things a bit more slowly in scenes um so there's that uh yet to be um announced but that's what i'm thinking about and obviously monday night dropping this is uh, my stalwart for the last seven years um every monday night seven till nine p.m it's a drop-in session for anyone to to come and have a play and and it's really for everyone and every level whether you've been doing improv for a really long time and you just want to play with new people or keep things fresh um drop in is a great class uh, but if you or if you're completely new to improv it's just a beautiful way to to dip your toe in to improv yeah. because you don't have to commit to a course 
you're mixing with other beginners, but also people who have got a bit more experience. So you learn from your peers, basically. That's why drop-in for me is such a magic ingredient because to learn from your peers who are are a few more months or even years down the line, it's peer-to-peer teaching to me is, is more powerful or as powerful as teacher to learner um teaching you know so it's a big melting pot and i think it's a great place for people to mix and meet and yeah. learn and play and laugh i mean in the middle of winter we all need a good laugh every <laughs> two hours every monday so yeah that's how people can access um or or online of course if you're course. if you can't get this is the cool thing about being online given that we're still in the pandemic if you can't get to in-person or you're just feeling a bit off or or you you can't get to an in-person class, then you can just switch your computer on um, and join us online every Wednesday. So all the details are on the website, liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. Um, but yeah, thank you for asking me back for your our 50th, um, 50th episode, Ian. That's amazing. Yeah. And just something came to mind just before we finished. You mentioned Stuart Moses there and something always sticks in my mind with Stuart. There was a time where he shared a picture and it was a picture from his very first improv class that he was putting on and there was no one there. Mm. And I, I just think how powerful an image to, he knew what he wanted to do and he started it. No one came to that first session, but he didn't let it get him down and now he's built this great reputation and you know everyone loves Stuart he's an incredible improviser incredible teacher he's got a great podcast um and when it all started no one came so I just think it's it's a great great message to finish on you know if you're passionate about it just stick at it exactly yeah and and you know anyone who's starting something new uh, a new business a new venture a new hobby a new idea if no one if no one comes just keep doing it until people do like the whole that phrase build it and they will come that that's that's the deal with with that was the deal with with lci seven years ago when i first started it was like just build it and they will come um and just be consistent and keep going and um yeah and it and hopefully it it happens you know yeah yeah awesome well thank you very much i will uh see you soon in the improv world and you've been a great guest as always thank you awesome well there we go a massive thank you to emma for coming on to the show really starting the new year with a bang i think it's really exciting to hear everything that lci has got going on in the coming months weeks year and you know it's it's been a, a crazy couple of years all of this pandemic time and improv has has been a real haven for many and it will continue to be so and you know, we don't know about restrictions moving forward things are changing all the time but it's just great to know that there's online options there's in-person options and uh, whatever you're comfortable with there's something there for you and you know it, it's great that Liverpool Comedy Improv is there to be able to to offer that haven that lots of us are so much in desperate need for um, to just get away from the real world and yeah if I encounter you in some sessions 
coming up, then I am excited about that. I'm excited about more opportunities to perform. Um, you know, that was mentioned there as well. Boss Birds are going to be welcoming guest teams and, and running regular nights. And I think that's that's a great thing, something to look forward to. Whether you want to be involved performing or whether you just want a good night of, of entertainment, it's going to be there. And LCI, it's here to, to offer, whether you're a performer or just someone that enjoys improv. It's, it's there for you. And I'm excited about what is to come. And I'm excited about what this year has in store for the podcast as well. Lots of great guests, lots of great topics lined up, always trying to keep moving and involving the show. So uh, I hope that you stick with us through the year. Some of you may be new to the show, so thank you very much. I know over the, the holiday period, we were getting lots of, of listens and people catching up on episodes. So hopefully you're fully caught up now. But if not, don't forget that there's plenty of episodes for you to go back. There's 49 episodes before this one. So if you've missed any, do take the opportunity to go back and just get an insight into the wonderful people that make up the LCI community. And now if you are interested in getting into improv or already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene, then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Live Comedy Improv. We have a Facebook page, which is the main point of information for this show. We'll post new episodes there. Every Monday when they're released, we'll post trailers the Thursday before. So everything that you need to know about the show can be found on the Facebook page. Just search for Liverpool Comedy Improvcast on Facebook. And if you're a member of the LCI community and you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we will make the arrangements as soon as possible. I know there's lots of new members of the LCI community and I really would love to get you on the show and hear your story and uh, just get to know you a little bit because um, as discussed with Emma there, there's lots of different phases and chapters of things and I feel LCI has just sort of moved into a new chapter with lots of new people and it would be great to connect with you and give you an opportunity to tell your story we want to hear your improv journey and if you are listening on apple podcasts please uh, review us give us a five star rating and little things like that really do make a big difference and, and help to really push the show out there into the world and get us noticed if you're interested in all things me then you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for at Ian Luke Jones. And I always put you in the direction of my YouTube channel in particular, because that's the thing I'm most on top of updating generally with, with content. Every Wednesday, you'll find a humorous moment. That's just a very short, silly joke uh, where the intro and the outro is normally longer than the joke itself. Um, but uh, hopefully something to put a smile on your face and get you over that midweek hump. Lots of other videos on there for you to check out as well, including lots of improv. So if you're interested in particularly what improv looked like during the pandemic, if you are new to improv, there's lots of things that were, were done during the, the pandemic era where you can see some fun online improv um, sets on my YouTube. And that pretty much brings us to the end of episode 50 
it is a brand new year ahead of us i hope you've all had a wonderful festive period and you are now raring to go for a brand new year ahead i look forward to being here every week to bring you lots more content and insight and whatever else that you feel you get from the show i hope to give you plenty of it in the coming year before i go here are some words that are truly wise 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 always remember whatever the situation to treat life like improv and yes and